Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? How are you? It's Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor, professional wrestling fan. It is the hobby. It is time to shine. Let's talk about sports cards. I am thrilled to be here. I am recording this episode in our upstairs guest bedroom slash office slash dumping ground for everything that exists in our house. To mess up here. We got a lot of house projects going on. Got a lot of headway to make. That's what weekends are for. Maybe I prefer my weekends to be stress free. I prefer my weekends to be filled full of sports cards. I, I, I like to relax. I like to let the hair down. I like to let loose a little bit. However, when priorities call, sometimes you gotta listen. And there's gonna be a lot of that for me in the coming weeks, in the coming months. I definitely understand as I get older, the number one thing I value most is my time. I want to protect it. I want to make sure that I am not wasting any time, whether that's in my life, in my professional career, and especially on the sports card side. Why waste our time? I'm realizing that I wasted a lot of time. And I guess it's not time wasted, it's time spent learning and definitely did a lot of that, but I'm going to provide some color commentary on that topic here in a little bit. I'm going to get ready. I'm getting in the car. I'm going to uh, a place that I haven't been in a while. I'm, I'm heading to Cincinnati today as I record this and I'm visiting a friend. They just had a baby. Babies are popping up everywhere. So we're going to hang out, grill some meats, kick back, relax, and chill. Hopefully get some day three draft stuff in. We'll talk about the draft. I just was a complete degenerate over the last few days. Um, sat there, watched it end to end, nonstop. I love the NFL draft. I love the evaluation process. I love how players are ranked. I love the stories. I love capturing the moments with their families. And, of course, we all love the fallout, and that's getting these guys on the field, getting some sports cards printed and beginning to figure out where the hype is going to be. And I believe that there is going to be a ton of hype in this class. Remember, quarterbacks drive it all. And without a shadow of a doubt, the quarterbacks ran that first round. That was the story. And we'll see who's good. Are they all going to be good? Probably not. Is everybody hopeful that they're all going to be good? Who are fans of those uh, teams that got a quarterback? Of course. Am I here to tell you who's going to be good or not? Absolutely not. Do I have an opinion? Sure. But I'm not going to cast that into this wacky world because things get twisted and I'm no draft expert. I am no talent evaluator. It's funny. There are a lot of those out there. It's amazing especially in the sports card community. So many people have hot takes and opinions. What If you're going to come and you're going to bring some energy around your talent evaluation, 
Come with specifics. Talk to me about technique. Talk to me about system. Talk to me about intangibles. Bring that next layer. It's not helpful when you're talking about a player and you just say, you know what, he's just not very good or I don't see it. That's just not coming correct. So if you're going to come, bring some data, bring some information, because Lord knows we live in a time with so much information, so much data that we can all use that to help support our opinion. That's what I'm saying. I think from a draft perspective, there's there's tons of hype around this draft. I think I saw that on night one, 12 point like one or something million people sat at home and watched guys wear suits and get on stage and shake the commission's hand. There's excitement. There is so much energy and excitement around professional football. Think about it optimistically. Stadiums will be full, hopefully. And this next turn of the hobby is happening where, man, you've got the supporting guys. Mahomes, Brady, Herbert is becoming that heartthrob, right? I mentioned that last week. But there's just so much activity. NFL is big business. NFL has so many eyeballs each and every week. There's so much money on TV contracts, gambling, DFS. We all have fantasy teams. I just think it's that next turn and the momentum around football cards is just undeniable. And it takes some transcendent and well-hyped players to help keep it going. And, and we certainly have that. And I don't know how many of them we have, but I think you know Trevor Lawrence is going to command just so much attention. And with attention drives interest and more people wanting to get in on football cards. So a lot of people forecasted that there'll be a dip in prices once the draft is over. I'm not sure. I'm I'm in wait and see mode. But I'm optimistic that there's going to be more energy around football cards than ever before. Talking about the draft, I got to say my my heart has been won that quitty pay on the Colts, man. DN from Michigan, what a story. Just incredible story. Got a chance to watch some videos, read some articles, and that is a guy that I think anybody wants in their locker room. You cannot teach determination. You cannot teach desire and passion, and this guy's a pretty damn good football player too, so I'm pretty excited about that. Hopefully you're excited about what your team team is doing. This is the time we can all be optimistic, right? Everybody is optimistic. And speaking of optimism, I touched on that a little bit in the weekly rip last week. And I think there's these two sides. There's this optimistic standpoint that we all view on what's happening in the hobby. And then there's, you know, pessimism. I'm optimistic because we've got a lot of things moving in the right direction. I think the whole grading kind of pause on the PSA PSA side is a good thing. New technology and acquisitions are happening. Back fit, backlog is getting worked on. And so I choose to be optimistic that something like grading is getting fixed. It's going to be more efficient. And we're all going to get our cards back, hopefully, in a more reasonable time. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode with Guess the Grade. I had fun talking about grading with David got a lot of good feedback on that. I understand there's a pessimistic standpoint too, right? It's not 
this isn't causing interruption in my workflow and what I had going on and all these other things and blah, 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 blah. If you want to be pessimistic, that's your point of view. You're allowed to be. No one's telling you not to be. What I'm saying is that we treat this hobby as a hobby. And I know it's a professional career for many. I understand that. And I understand some people are, are, are more vested than others. But at the end of the day, the part about the hobby that is so exciting to each and every one of us is that it gives us something to do when we're not having to deal with life and the busyness and the priorities and responsibilities. And so I choose to be optimistic. And I think the more optimism that we can share and understand that not everything is about you, not everything is about your cards. When you're sharing your opinions and you're sharing your thoughts, don't do it from the point of view of your PC. Because when you do that, people can see right through that. And then that negatively damages or impacts your brand. And what's the most important thing we all have in this community that's digital, online, where communication is key? We all have our brands. And a brand is not a logo. A brand is not your name. A brand is the interactions that you have and the impact that you make on other people. When you're not in the room, when you're not at the Miami Card Show, which is happening right now, when, what, what, is, what is being said when your name comes up in the conversation? And that is the thing, above all else, that we should protect. I don't want to, I do not want to interact, nor do I want to follow people that are negative in the hobby. I have, I have no time for that. And who does? I'm here to enjoy this damn thing. I'm here to contribute to this damn thing. I'm here to do whatever I can with stacking slabs to elevate this. I believe in sports cards. I believe in collectibles. I believe in the nostalgia. I believe in the feeling, the growth, everything all wrapped up into what makes this hobby so special. It is the best goddamn hobby there is, without question. You know that if you're listening to Stacking Slabs. It, it makes you feel. It gives you something to do. It connects you with others. This is a special place. So people like me who are spending my time, my money, my resources to do a damn show like this, what am I going to do? I'm going to protect it at all costs. So what I can say to you, it's okay to be a little skeptical. We all are. I'm skeptical. But I choose to be optimistic rather than pessimistic because there's a canvas and the canvas is being painted still. Ideas, technology, people, passion. Support the entrepreneurs in this damn hobby. Support them because these are the people that are going to help take this hobby to the next level. Speaking of entrepreneurs, I said last week, we're doing a little card ladder giveaway, one free year. Good, fine people at card ladder want to help give away one free year. What I did not take into account, into consideration that I was going to drop this damn giveaway and then I was going to record a few days later and I wasn't going to give it enough time to breathe. So thank you to everybody who has submitted their, submit, put in their submission for the one free year 
of Card Ladder, and you could in 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 I've read them all. They're awesome. And so there's a couple things that I want to say. I'm not announcing a winner this week. I'm giving it one more week because I just I was getting submissions today as I was recording this, and it just doesn't give it enough time. So one, I'm going to announce the winner next week. Okay. So everybody listening, you have one more week to submit. And if you want to submit to be on this contest, all you have to do is take a card, post it, and it's a card you recently bought. Tell a story about why it means something to you. Tag at Stacking Slabs, tag at Card Ladder, and use the hashtag Stacking Ladder. If you do that, you will be entered in the contest. And next week, I promise you, next week, I will announce the winner. And everybody who's submitted something has been it's been so damn good i've like really enjoyed it i've like genuinely really enjoyed reading posts seeing the messages and i know some people are doing it in your their stories but do post it post it because so i can keep track and i'm not gonna i, I was gonna before just pick my favorite one but i don't want to do that I, there, I, there's people I know that are involved in the contest i don't want people to say oh i'm i'm siding with one person or another person so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all the submissions because they've all been great. I'm going to put them into a hat and I'm going to hat pick it. And there's going to be a winner. Most fair way I think I can do it. Everyone's taking their time to contribute to try to get a year of card ladder. And your card ladder will make your operating better. I promise you that. It's my favorite platform in the hobby. I use it every morning. It's like reading the newspaper. And no, I'm not getting a paycheck from the card ladder team. although. If the card ladder team wants to send me a paycheck, I will use it. And I, pro- I promise you, I'll put it back into slabs and cards because that's what I do with my money. I just spend it on sports cards. I had a, uh, a meeting with my financial advisor and I was, you know, everything's good. We're talking about stuff. And I just, I brought up sports cards and it brought, it was a fun conversation. And, you know, I just told him, I, I'm putting all my money into sports cards that I'm not putting into these traditional investments and this and that. And, you know, it was, it was fun. It was fun to talk to a trained professional and advisor about sports cards, but he was aware. He was aware of the boom. I'm getting a little off track. One more reminder, you can enter the contest for one more, one free year of card ladder. It's extended, going to be announced next Wednesday. All you have to do, take a picture, post a story about why you love the card, tag Stacking slabs, card ladder, and use the hashtag stacking ladder. Fired up to give card ladder away to somebody who wants it. All right, let's get it rolling. So quick recap, weekly rip. Shout out to everyone reading that and giving me feedback. I love dropping those every Friday. I'm putting some thought into that. If you want to sign up for the weekly rip, you can use the link in my bio. Hogan PMG, mama mia. The Hogan PMG card. A raw copy sold this week for an all-time high. That card is so money. It just validates legendary, limited, scarce cards are going to always gain traction and always going to get attention. And what we're seeing in the wrestling card market right now, by God, is unbelievable. I love it. I'm fired up. There's so much attention, interaction, and opportunities. And what I called out in the weekly rip is one thing. This market rules and kicks ass because it's about passion over profit. There ain't no flip game in the wrestling card market. 
you heard there's no flip game it is passion and and things happen and i'm fired up about that so if you're interested in wrestling cards now's the time to start digging in i also mentioned i think now is the time if you are a professional if you're a pro use those skills we need more professional skills in the hobby find opportunities to help we need more people helping the hobby grow sustain innovate the other topic that a ton of people talk messaged me about is the psa and bgs divide so i'm gonna i'm gonna mention something on the divide which was a dm and i'm not gonna mention who dm me because we didn't i didn't ask for permission so i'm just gonna it's gonna be an anonymous i'm i don't know they might they 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 probably wouldn't care but i'm just gonna refrain but i so i put i posted the Manning sales, the SP98 authentic, SP authentic rookie, and the price discrepancy between the PSA 10 and the BGS 9.5 in the golden auction. Insane. Insane. So I decided to write a little bit about it. And I just think that the there are so many points of view and reasons why, and I don't want to get into it. I shared my opinion on the weekly rip. I don't want to repeat myself. But I think personally, there is this era of collector that's entering the hobby and the PSA 10 is certainly the premium. And there's there's this era of people that have come in and who only know what other influencers have said and pushed and value the PSA 10 at a rate so much higher than the BGS 9.5 that right now, as me as a collector and I'm viewing how the hobby's moving, I have no other choice but to find opportunities with BGS 9.5 slabs. Think about it. It's the card, not the grade, not the slab. There could be a whole episode on unpacking that, but just remember, everybody, the card. I'm going to talk about a card I bought in a BGS slab this week, and maybe that'll shine a little bit of light. But someone slid in my DMs and a historian, when I was not in the hobby and said, in 2010, the prices were reversed. BGS outsold PSA by 1.5 to 2X, so it was harder to get a BGS 9.5 than a PSA 10. People couldn't afford the 9.5. So a lot of collectors bought the PSA 10 back then. Well, what's happening now? If you bought rare, scarce cards in a PSA 10 because it was cheaper now, those gains are being realized. So there's an interesting twist and an interesting storyline. And I think if you dig back and look at all the data, that'll be validated. But I'm getting this information from a very trusted resource. So I think that's something interesting. The punchline of this is I cannot justify buying a PSA 10 version of anything when it's tens of thousands of dollars more than the 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 alternative it doesn't make any sense to me so use your head when you're buying use your head brand matters bgs is is a brand and yes i know i know beckett has gone through some troubles with some uh you know fraud a little bit of manipulation a little people trying to produce counterfeit stuff they may not have handled it accordingly, but there's an affinity for the Becca brand. And we're hoping that things get better. There's a lot of things happening, but this thing 
is true, the thing that is true is go look at the sales and the golden auctions and all these big auction houses and look at how how prevalent Beckett is. And I'm not here to hype Beckett. I'm just here to try to be reasonable. Let's be reasonable participants in the hobby. Don't go light your money on fire. Don't do it. Don't do it. And when I'm thinking about buying cards, I just don't want to overextend myself. I don't want to go spend $10,000 more on something because who knows if that card's ever going to go up, right? And if you just compare and contrast it with the 9.5, that gap has to shrink when there's a 10,000, 12, whatever the, the, the multiplier is. Choose your heads. This has me thinking a lot about using my head and how I'm not, I'm not getting off this drum, everybody. I refuse to get off this drum, and that's the prison basketball drum of 2020 freaking one. Yes, the rookie class is not anywhere near the hype level of last year's rookie class. Undeniable. But the prison product is just not, it, it's not hitting me over the head like it, it did last year. What is the reason for that? Is it just because of the rookies? Is it because this whole base card era of flipping and making money and grading is coming to an end? Is it? Is it because of all the changes in grading? I don't know. But you know it if you're listening because you can feel it. It's the hype and the engine around the prison basketball product and the fallout is nowhere near. Is it because people are burnt out on basketball? I don't know. But that's something that I feel the need to talk about. And one thing I wanted to do was just look at some guys from last year, right? These guys were like, you know, us sitting back, us being at home, us being on our phones. The rookies of, in last year's basketball class, when people weren't playing, let's say, before the bubble, maybe even in the bubble, maybe some of these guys weren't playing. So much hype. These guys were like, you might as well put these guys based on the activity on social feeds. You might as well put all these guys in the top 50 players of all time. That's the amount of coverage they were getting in the sports card hobby and community because people love hype. People love speculation. People love to think that cards are going to explode and players are going to be the next big thing. I'm not saying you're, you're the only one who does it. I do it, but that's where I kind of try to pull the reins back. Look at myself in the mirror. So thinking about it, the flexing and how everyone would flex on these cards last year at this time, those cards that were being flexed and those cards that many hardcore collectors would be like, oh God, more base stuff. Like, how are they doing? How are they doing? And what a fun time after I just said, you know what? Prism isn't, isn't, performing or isn't as hyped up as it was last year and it just seems like the momentum is going down and also like there could be football that has to do with this people are paying more attention to football but what i wanted to do was look at five players from last year's class and say okay over the last three months so you know last three months what are their psa 10s doing thought it would be interesting so first guy zion Zion has exceeded my expectations for year two. Zion has been an all-star. 
I think Zion has a place to be a very special player. What are his, what's his PSA 10 doing in the last three months? It's down 1.3%. Down eight bucks. Not a lot of change. Okay. So down a little bit, but nothing significant. But the population of this card is 16,782 of these PSA 10 Zion slabs. That's a commodity. That's not a collectible at this point. Something to take note of. So Zion, who is outperforming, outpacing me, my expectation, his cards are down in the last three months. Should we talk about John Moran? I love John Moran as much as the next person. But his PSA 10 in the last three months is down 46%. That's $277. His population, 15,313. So not too far behind Zion. Down 46%. Collectibles. I don't know. Commodity? Yeah. Kobe White, 57% down. Down 78 bucks. He's got 7,000 population of PSA 10. RJ Barrett, the Knicks have been awesome. They've been on a talk of the town. The Big Apple, New York, New York, New York. I got to stop doing that. He's down 15%, 29 bucks or 6,400 of that. Tens. Tyler Hero, boy, down 54% over the last three months, $117, 4174 in population. All of these cards are down. They're all down. So what does this mean? What does this mean? What I can tell you is, you know what's not down? How about in the last three months, a 2019 hobby box of Prism? It's up 12%. It's up $344. You can buy one of those for about $3,000. You can buy a 2019 Prism hobby box for $3,000 for your chance to get a bunch of Maybe PSA 10s of base cards that are plummeting. That's something, huh? That's a juicy storyline. Man, I wish I had a panel right now so I could kick it to all the bright minds in the hobby. That's what I would be doing. Kick it to the bright minds in the hobby. What's your take? What's your take? What's your take? That is an entire episode. That is an entire series. Cards going down. Hobby box going up. What does this mean? Is this validation for the junk slab era? Is this validation that the hobby values gambling more than maybe we anticipated? Is this validation that the current state of grading is changing things? Is this validation that basketball cards, new modern basketball cards are losing momentum? I am not sure, but that's something that I want to talk about, share with you so you can think about it. Draw your own conclusions. This is what I can tell you is people will get up on the platform and they'll say sports cards are down. Listen to what Stacking Slabs just said. Blah, blah, blah. What I can tell you is that Card Ladder, you know that platform that we're doing a giveaway for? They do an index of 50 cards that actually matter. 50 cards. $1.1 million of value. And the quarterly growth in the last quarter is up 34%. So the conclusions that I want to draw is that knee-jerk, immediate, speculative interactions and purchases are never going to be a good thing in the hobby. And But what will be a good thing in the hobby is investing in cards that actually matter and people give a shit about. 
That's what I'm talking about. Basketball cards, sports cards aren't down. Junk is down because people don't give a shit about them. They're commodities. Someone will always be left holding the bag. That's why I choose to collect, get into collectibles. Adam, basketball card fanatic, he covers this every every um, edition. There are three different indices where he covers the modern, he covers in the middle and vintage. In the middle, I can't remember what it's called, but you know what I'm talking about. This is something I feel is my obligation. I feel the obligation to bring this up on the show. Put your money into collectibles, not commodities. Avoid temptations. Don't just go have another one. Hydrate yourself in the hobby, man. There's a lo- it's, a long, it's a long game. We need you to stay and we need you to be smart about where you're putting your money. No one wants to put their money in cars that are going down the drain that no one gives a shit about. That's not fun. What I can tell you is fun is having friends and family and buddies in the hobby that are got your back and helping you out. So I got to shout my man out at the California, at California Card Collector, my man Sierra. I'm bringing Sierra back on the damn show this Friday. Hobby Hustle with Sierra, one of my favorite dudes in the hobby. My brother, Amagrath Cards, for helping me out on this one. I got myself a card that is a collectible. I got myself a PMG, Marvin Harrison. I posted it, 97. In Back to the Slab, it's a Beckett BGS 8.5. The grading company, nor do the grade matter to me. What matters to me is having that card. It's a beauty. There are only two of these in BGS slabs, and it's the highest grade, 8.5. You know anything about PMGs, you know? Not the easiest card to grade. But this was a decision that I'm going to talk about with Sierra. We're going to get into it. So I don't want to get into it too much now. But I have a card that I absolutely adore. I love. And it is something that is going to keep me in the hobby for quite some time operating and buying cards that are significant and they mean something to me. And I'm talking about activity. And I said constant activity uncovers new trails, a path to an older era can be exposed. Player memories trigger momentums of player memories trigger moments of nostalgia set in. Denying these pursuits is an easy way out. If it makes you happy and educates, then let your guard down. Explore. If it makes you happy, I wrote that copy and I didn't even think about Cheryl Crow there. <laughs> God, a lot of a lot of music references. I promise I'm not singing Cheryl Crow right now, even though I want to. It's if it makes you happy, it's in my freaking brain. I'm gonna go. Bang out some Cheryl Crow after this. Shout out Cheryl Crow. But man, I'm telling you, it's like just because someone else is not looking at it or just because someone else is not talking about it on their podcast or the YouTube channel and just because that card's not to the moon does not mean you should not be pursuing it and buying it. I have a connection with Marvin Harrison. I've been dying to find an opportunity to buy a PMG card. So many memories, so many moments of nostalgia come back to me owning that card, thinking about that career that I watched Marvin Harrison have. I think this is important. I think we all have these circumstances and we all have these moments and memories. And that's where we just need to let the freaking nostalgia take over. Because when you let the nostalgia take over, odds are that it's probably not going to lead to a bad you being upset about anything. Nostalgia always wins. And that's what I'm saying is 
point your activity to something that it matters to you and is significant to you. The more we do this, the more cool things will be unveiled, the more awesome posts, the more ideas we'll have, the more inspiration we'll get, and the more fun we'll have in the hobby. And this thing, remember, remember, everybody, it's supposed to be fun. We're here to have fun. Oh, baby. There is a Miami sports card show happening right now. I'm excited to follow along with that. So many people that I know are at that show. The Dell show's coming up too. If you're looking for a show, make sure that you check out Wisconsin Dells. I'm going to the Dallas show. There are so many ways, so many things that are happening. I'm excited to connect with the community, excited to look at some sports cards. I've got a little bit of strategy going. I'm trying to figure out how I want to approach it. I am not going in. If I leave Dallas and I don't have any new cards, I'm completely okay with it. I'm there to connect with the people. Information. Remember, information is powerful. I'm looking to get info. I'm looking to connect, meet, and just have a damn good time because that's what we do. So anyone who just went out to the Miami show, let me know how it went, goes or went. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to hear about it. Um, I know uh, at Summertime Cards, man, he's been doing some big things and a lot of people are enjoying it. And I love that story of summertime cards. That's using skills, right? He's hustling. He's putting a show together. And that's what I think. I think we all like we all have different skills. We all have different professions. Technology. I met educators. I met people in finance. I met people in operations. And we need to learn from other people's superpowers. So don't hold back. Put your professional skills pointed in the hobby. The hobby's potential is limitless. We need to demand more and we need people to help us out. We need passion and determination to take over. We need collectors to share their insights. There's so many things that we can do to help blur the lines between helping support the infrastructure and doing what you do for a living. And I'm not saying like go work and do your job when you're trying to escape and have fun. I'm just saying like share your perspective, man. Connect with other people that think like you and and share that back to the community because the more sharing and interaction that's going down, the more efficient, the better experiences we're all going to have on the backside. So one feedback I, I'd have to say to all of you, if you're listening and you're thinking about this, try to find what that is, what that superpower is, what you are better at than 95% of the other people in the hobby and and find opportunities to point that back and make this hobby a better place. I'm closing out here on advice. The advice, expert advice isn't on the surface. It's stored in the minds of the people who own the cards that haven't seen the light of days and years. Many are spectators of this activity. Accept their outreach if it comes. This is a chance to level up. I put this out there this week because there are so many people that are just amazing collectors, so full of knowledge, but they don't feel the need to put themselves out there. They sit back on the sidelines. They spectate. And that's good. We don't need everyone to feel like they need to tell everyone what to do, how to do it when they do it. But when you do get outreach from these individuals, take note of it. It's special. These people feel something enough to reach out to you to help you understand or help something, uh, make something uh, better for you. It happens to me all the time. And I love it. It's good feedback. Not everything I say all the time is on point, right? I miss. We all miss. No one's perfect. And I love interacting with people who 
care enough to reach out to me and share their perspective because what does that do? It starts a conversation. It starts a relationship. And the more conversations and relationships that we can have with people that we're not messaging and talking with every day, the better you're going to be, the better the hobby is going to be, and the better experience you're going to have. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it gave you something to think about. That's why I do these things. Give the community something to think about. There's a lot of passion coming on this, this side of it. We're here to have fun. Do your part. Let's enjoy this thing. So many ideas. If you got ideas, share them. Share your superpower. If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button. Leave me a review. Tell me how I'm doing. Sign up for the weekly rip. Don't forget the card ladder contest. One more week and I'll announce it next week. I promise. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. Hobby hustle this Friday. Sierra, California card collector. It's going to be awesome. Peace.